Do you ever feel like time is just flying by with your kids and you look back and you think, oh, I didn't do it exactly the way I wanted to? Well, the good thing is there is still time. And today we're talking about how to be very intentional in creating a plan and executing it moving forward to be the best parent you can be for your kids that you have. Hey there, and welcome back to another episode of Redefining Balance. I'm your host, Jenny Stemmerman, and I am so excited that you are here to hang out with me today because today, oh, you guys, this episode is so good. Our guest is so brilliant, and she's gonna give you some really strong, actionable items to help you be a better parent. Now, we can all grow in being a better mom. I think that we can all agree on that, but there's so much grace. Regardless of how the past has been on what you can be doing, moving forward starting today. I know that this episode is gonna bless you. It blessed me in huge ways. And I'm so excited for you to learn from our guest, Teresa. Now, Teresa is a Christian life and family coach. She's a writer, she's a speaker, and she has four kids that she has launched. Plus, she has fostered more than 50 children. She's a saint, (laughs) y'all. I mean, really, truly. And you know, she has learned from all of that experience and God has really equipped her with so much knowledge to partner with moms to help them go throughout this parenting journey. Now, she's published two books and numerous articles in Focus on the Family, Marriage Partnership, and Today's Christian Woman. She lives in Kansas City. I know you guys are going to love her because she gets it, and she gives it to you in such a broken down way that you can really apply it. So get your notebooks ready because we are going to be diving into intentional parenting today. But before we get into my interview with Teresa, I want to let you know about a summer challenge that we have coming up very soon. I'm so excited. It's going to be launching in just a couple of weeks right here on the podcast. Now, if you heard me talk a few weeks ago, we talked about the summer reset or the summer challenges that we've done in the past. And I was just going to share with you some of those past episodes over on our Facebook page, which I am. So if you miss those, you can definitely go back. But I was inspired to do a whole different kind of challenge for the summer. So in the month of July, we will be doing a summer of joy challenge. So every week, four weeks, we will be looking for ways to bring more joy into your life. And I'm really excited for this for you. So if you go to yourliferocks.com forward slash summer, you can opt in for all of the bonus content and get on the email list so that I can send you those episodes each and every single week. And you'll have it all in one nice, neat little course so you can get all of the bonus material, all of the challenges, and bring more joy into your life this summer. I'm really excited. All right, now with that out of the way, let's get into my conversation with Teresa. Teresa, welcome to Redefining Balance Podcast. I am beyond excited to be talking with you today, especially about this topic of intentional parenting. But before we dive into all of that goodness, share with our audience a little bit more about who you are. Oh, hi, Jenny. Thanks so much for having me here. I'm really excited to be here too. I am a life and family coach, and I specialize in helping moms parent with joy and grace despite the challenges. In my personal life, I have four children, and they're all in the launching process. Actually, I'm right in the middle of all that. I had my youngest graduate from high school last Friday, and I have my second oldest graduated from college the same weekend. So we are just right in the middle of all that launching process. In addition, my husband and I were foster parents for over 20 years, and we parented over 50 children. So that gave us lots of parenting experience that we 
kind of struggle through trying to figure it out as we were going along. And that was kind of the impetus of me wanting to go ahead and go back and become a parenting coach to help people in that parenting process, because there's just so many challenges that parents face today. And I just love being able to walk beside parents to help them in that process. Wow. Isn't God so good to be able to like walk you through that experience of all of those kids? And I'm sure every kid came completely different with its own background and own sense of challenges and rewards and like all of that, that stuff that I'm sure was hard to walk through. But now God is really using all of that experience in a way for you to, to serve other families. Yeah, that being foster parents really enriched our lives and just helped us understand things on such a deeper level. There's some things that you can't just can't understand until you walk through it yourself. And so it was really helpful for me to work with kids from all different backgrounds, all different ethnicities, all different um, behavioral disorders and just emotional issues and just being able to just rely on God in that process and just walk through that through with them, even when, you know, through the darkest parts of that and see how God came through in the end. Amazing. Amazing. Now we're talking today about intentional parenting. And I, I feel like as parents, sometimes we're flying by the seat of our pants, or at least we feel like we're flying by the seat of our pants and kind of hoping for the best. But deep down, we all have like these goals or we have intentions for the way that we want things to go. And I'm sure, you know, fostering all of those kids and even with your own four kids, you've kind of had that same experience of, of kind of having that intention, but then, you know, things kind of fly out the window sometimes. So talk to us a little bit about intentional parenting and what that actually is. Because like I was saying before we started recording, it kind of feels like a buzzword or like, you know, something that people just say, but we don't always really internalize. Definitely, definitely. I love what you said right there about we all have these goals and dreams for parenting that are kind of deep down. And I think that's what intentional parenting is, is taking those from being deep down to actually bringing them to light and thinking them through and coming up with plans to make sure that we are working towards those goals. Like you said, parenting is not something you can plan. It's it's not something that, that goes according to plan. Usually there's always hiccups along the way and curveballs. But having that plan, having those intentions that a lot of times it really helps to have them written and to remember, okay, these are my big goals and These are some plans that I have put in place to reach those goals and then being able to kind of change those on the fly. But it gives us the framework that we need to be able to, when those curveballs come along, to be able to jump back, to remember what we're trying to do and to be able to get back on course quickly, be able to compare where we're at to where we want to be. And so that's a lot of um, intentional parenting is just taking that time to regroup and to parent from choices and not just from habit, being able to decide how we want to use our time and energy and not just letting the the whim of the day sweep us along. Because in today's parenting, we're usually really busy and it's so easy to just kind of go with that and just take care of the urgent. And sometimes those important things that are, um, really matter in our parenting get, get kind of swept away in the matters of the urgent. So one thing that I like to think about is, um, and that really impressed on me when my oldest son was dedicated, um, the pastor at our church, the children's pastor that did that process, liked to say, the days are long in parenting, but the years are short. 
And I think that that really encompasses to me the importance of intentional parenting because the days can seem really long and we do get really busy and we have lots of things going on. And sometimes those those days just sweep past us and even the years sweep past us. And we can look back and see some things where we regret and wish we would have done differently, but we don't take the time to think about how we can channel those regrets to change today and to change the future. And that's where intentional parenting comes in. We're being able to take the time to put those things in place. It's like, what kind of parent do I want to be? And how can I get there? What do I need to do to, to put that into each day? Wow, that is so powerful. I mean, it, it really it really is. I mean, when you said parenting, not from habit, but by choices. And I think that, you know, sometimes you're exactly right. We, we all get really busy and the days just fly by and we might start with the best of intentions, but then we run out of energy. We run out of time. Other things come up and, and take away our time and our attention. And then we look back and we have a ton of regrets. I mean, I think that you really hit the nail on the head for all of us. So one question I have for you is, is knowing the, you know, that days are short in the years or wait, what'd you say? The days, <laughs> the days are long. Days are long. The years, are yes, short. <laughs> years are short. And you know, my baby is 12 and my oldest just turned 16. And, and so I'm kind of in that spot where I'm looking back being like, oh my gosh, we don't have that much time left. And, and did we waste any time? And really looking at some of those regrets, do you feel like intentional parenting is still possible if you're kind of later in that parenting journey? Or do you feel like it's best when you're starting out when when you first are having those the little ones? Well, I am so glad that you asked that question because that is an important point that I, I like to make is that it is never too late for intentional parenting. I've even coached some people whose parent, you know, kids are already out of the home. I coach a lot of parents whose kids are over 18, but doing in that launching process. And then also parents with the younger kids. And it is never too late to be intentional in your parenting. And parenting never ends. I mean, even when your kids are grown, it changes, it transitions, but it never ends. And you can always be intentional in your parenting. And sometimes, especially when your kids are young, being intentional in your parenting might mean paying more attention and putting more consequences or more more boundaries in place and more just making sure that you're helping train them up in the way they should go. And then when your kids are older, sometimes intentional parenting is actually the opposite, is realizing, hey, I'm in a different stage of life now. I need to actually step back more. I need to give them more freedom. I need to relate to them in a different way. So that's all part of intentional parenting. And that is at all stages of the process. Oh, that's so good to know. If, like when you were saying that, I was like, I feel like there's so much grace <laughs> in this whole parenting journey of, you know, because you, you never know. Like you, when you start out on your parenting journey, I know for me, we had intentions of the way that we thought things were going to go. And then we met our kids and it was like, oh, <laughs> well, that's different. <laughs> and, you know, the things that we thought how our, our kids' childhoods were going to go, work, things changed. We ended up moving. Our kids, you know, they were, they were totally different. Like we, I always thought like being a parent was like going to a lot of sporting events and, you know, cheering them on. And then I met my kids and they're not sporty kids whatsoever at all. And so we had to kind of like readjust kind of our own expectations for what we thought that journey was going to be like. Definitely. And I think that's so important to remember. I think revisiting and in the process of 
being an intentional parenting, I think revisiting those initial ideas of what you wanted to be as a parent and your ideas of what parenting would be is, is important because it helps you remember some of those priorities you had from the beginning. But a lot of times when you actually, like you say, meet your kids, that they take on totally different ways of, do you still have those same priorities a lot of times, but they look different. And that's what's important is to separate the priority, which can is, is more of a principle, is more of an idea of who you want to be as a parent from the plan of how you're going to get there. So those are both very important parts of the process. But the plan is something that you hold loosely because like you said, sometimes our kids are different than what we had planned them to be. And sometimes things happen that change where our kids are at. So even if they might've been where we thought they would be, something happens that suddenly changes things and we're looking at a whole different process. Um, I was just talking to someone today about that same process and what to do when when curveballs come into your process. And I've heard it explained like learning to surf in that when you're surfing, you do have some things you can manage. You manage how you balance things, you know, how you control yourself, but you cannot control the winds and the waves in that process. So in that same way in parenting, there's lots of winds and waves that we don't control. And there's a lot of um, outside circumstances that we can't control. But what we can control is how we how we manage that and how we handle that. And I think as Christians, it's even more powerful because we do know the God who does control the wind and the waves. And so we can trust him in that process. And we can also trust him to help us navigate those winds and waves in the ways that he would have us to do and grow in that process. And that's part of intentional parenting is growing in the process. And sometimes that process is in letting go and realizing we don't have control. And sometimes those processes is part of, okay, what do I have control over? And how, how can I manage this myself to help my kids to be in the best possible place? Mm, that's so good. That's so good. And what I'm kind of hearing from you is it, it really is like taking that step back of being able to really evaluate everything so that you can really be clear about what those intentions are and then how it kind of fits into the season and then reevaluating that on a consistent basis. Is that right? Yes. I think that if we take away one thing from this, it is having that piece in place because the piece in place of scheduling that time to evaluate and to kind of regroup is one of the most important things. Actually, I think it is a foundation for all of intentional parenting, because if we don't take that time, then we can't do any of the other steps. So having that scheduled where we have a regular time where we evaluate what our priorities are, what is working, what is not working, what has changed. Because sometimes as our kids get older, we have to realize that we're not parenting the same kid that we were parenting two years ago. This Amen. Kid is different. Yeah. And so if we don't take the time, if we're too busy in the parenting process to take the time to realize that, then we can totally miss the opportunities that we have today because we, we are still parenting from what we knew two years ago. Yeah, that's so good. And what's kind of the the framework or is there even a, a framework? Like, do you recommend people kind of taking that time? Because I know for me, if I don't schedule it, if I'm not intentional about scheduling it, like you said, like time flies by. Like next thing mm-hmm. I know, it's going to be Christmas time and we're recording this kind of at the beginning of summer. So do you recommend like having like something on the calendar where once a month you check in or is it kind of like, you know, at the beginning of the school year, beginning of the new year, like how do you, how do you guide parents at what intervals you kind of slow down, take a step back and check in? Well, that's a great question. And I think different 
different intervals work for different people. So I really try to help work with parents to figure out what works for them. Because if you try to put a system in place that doesn't, you know, different people work in different ways. But I think in the general, it's good to have it scheduled. And I think once a month is a good time to at least do some regrouping. I think those natural um, milestones for like when school starts at the beginning of the year, those are great times too. A lot of times we have a lot of momentum of a fresh start and that can be really motivating and being an intentional parent because you're like kind of wrapping up the summer and okay, let's, what do we need to start for the school year? Or for me, when if my kids as well, at the end of the school year, you know, where you're wrapping up the school year and you're starting the summer, those are, those are really good times to kind of take a little bit of extra time to evaluate. But I think if those are the only times you evaluate, then that's not going to be enough. You're going to need some times in the middle to kind of regroup because I think we get discouraged with goal setting, especially in parenting, but in all all areas of life, because we feel like it doesn't work because, uh, you know, the goals that we set, we haven't accomplished them. And so sometimes we get discouraged and parents get discouraged to even sit down and make goals for themselves because they think, what's the point? I didn't make them last time. So I like to think of it instead of like goal setting, because it just feels so, you know, like final, like we're going to set these goals. But I, I like to think of it more as course corrections, because just like when you're driving, you can't just set the car, you know, set the steering wheel in one direction down the road and just expect, even if it's a straight road, to stay on the road. So you always have to make those course corrections as you're driving. The same way in parenting, you need those course corrections. And it doesn't mean you failed because when you make that plan, when you make those goals, those are to guide you. It's like a roadmap. And so you're, you're using that roadmap to guide you. And that means even if you don't accomplish those goals perfectly, you had something to guide you. And in that way, you are already achieving more than you would without having those goals. So goals succeed even if you don't succeed in achieving them all because they succeed as a roadmap to help you stay on course. And so it's not a, did I do it? Did I not do it? But as like, okay, am I doing it? Well, how can I do it better? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely like more of the journey. Right. Definitely. Like the impact of the journey versus actually hitting that end destination and the goal. So when we're doing like these reflection points and we're, and when we're kind of doing that, adjusting the course and kind of figuring things out as we go and, and we're having those periods of time, talk to us a little bit about how we should be setting goals and what things we should be considering. Is it just like the overall development of our kids? Cause that can seem a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Is it just the way that we are parenting or should we really be looking at it in a different way? Well, I think when we first start, I think that when you look at intentional parenting, it's good to look at it in three steps. And the first step is awareness. Second step is in the plan. And the third step is in the follow through. And so I think when we're in the awareness stage, it is nice to think big because a lot of times we get in inside of our boxes or even just too close to our own situation. And so we can box ourselves in sometimes. And in that awareness stage, you can, you know, just kind of take all the boundaries off and just like, okay, let's, let's think big and just think about, okay, what are the possibilities? Where are we at in our parenting? Where would we like to be? What did I want to be as a parent? Am I even close to where I was trying to go? What kind of words do I want my kids to think about when they think about me? What kind of things do I want my kids to remember when they're grown? 
And so you're thinking really big and that can be, like you mentioned, that can be overwhelming if you stay there. But I think that's just good to, to kind of think through those things so that you can kind of get perspective again and that's look at so that good. big picture. So Teresa, one thing I noticed when you were, when you were kind of running through those questions, which I so appreciate you putting those in there because it gives us a starting point to think from, but I noticed that they were all very directed on who I am as a parent. When you advise people to be setting these kind of goals and to be thinking, should we be only be focused on ourselves, on who we are, or are there any goals on like who we want our kids to be or we want what we want them to do? Definitely. And I'm glad you glad you mentioned that because usually what I do when I take parents through this process is I start with kind of the self-awareness questions. And then I move into what do your kids need right now questions. Like what does each of your kid need most right now? If you had no limitations on time and money, what would you like to do to help them grow in those areas? Uh, what are their current interests and dreams? And what are their fears? How is their personalities developing and in what ways would you like them to grow in this year? And I think all those kind of questions help, like you said, take the, you know, we, we start with where are we at in our parenting and what are our strengths? What are our weaknesses? Where do we want to go? But we need to really adjust that to who are our kids and what do they need from us? Because that's really what parenting is about. All of us really have the, the end goal is to have happy, healthy, God honoring children. And so when we can look at them and like I mentioned, I have four kids, but I, you know, raised a lot more than that. I've never seen two kids that need exactly the same thing. <laughs> and so it seems sometimes we try to parent equally with our kids, but being fair and being equal is not always the same. So sometimes one of our kids might need something that's very different than another one of our children. And it and it's hard because we need to navigate that with them so that they don't perceive us being unfair, but we also don't need to constrain ourselves to parenting our, all our children equally because they are very different. And we need to understand how our personalities and each of our kids change our parenting because sometimes we have a kid that has a personality that's very much like us that might have interests and traits that are very much like ours, but we, we ha can have those kids that are very opposite. And we need to take that into consideration when we're thinking through the awareness stage of, you know, what changes do I want to make in my parenting by looking at where you're at and then also where your kids are at. Mm, that's so good. That's so good. Summertime is so awesome, but this time of year can create so much chaos with interruptions to our habits and our routines, whether it be from summer vacations, work trips, or just having more fun. If you find yourself in a place of chaos and just need to get back on track, I highly recommend investing in the course, Clear the Chaos. This is a very affordable course, seven day audio. You can easily get it done in just one week and you have lifetime access to this course. That means every time things get a little bit chaotic from a vacation, you can go right back into the seven day course, recenter, get grounded and move forward. Normally this course is included just in Life Balance membership, but we've made it available outside of the membership for just $14.99. You can learn more about what you can find in this seven day audio course and get it for yourself by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash clear the chaos. Each day, you'll listen to an audio lesson and do some exercises that will help to bring some clarity to where you are, bring you back to center, give you back your balance. So what are you waiting for? Get this course for yourself by going to yourliferocks.com forward slash clear the chaos. 
So as we move into the planning stage, like we, I love all of the questions that you asked in the awareness to kind of get us thinking about that. But as we start planning, one of the questions that you asked actually in the awareness that I automatically started jumping ahead to the planning was if time and money was no object, what things would you want to do to help your kids. And I think that once we get into that planning stage, then those restrictions start coming on and it can start to feel a little bit like almost defeating. Like, well, I I Mm -hmm. feel like my kids need these things, but then I look at the cost of those things or how much time I have available to give to those things. And it just doesn't quite add up. So talk to us a little bit about how we can really use that planning process, given the reality that we're in, in order to still reach those goals. Definitely. Well, I think that's a really good point too, because asking that question of what would you do if you if time and money weren't a limitation? We all know that time and money are big limitations. But I think asking the question is still important because it helps us think outside of our boxes. And then the next question to follow up with is with the time and money constraints that I have, is there anything that I could do that would resemble those other things that I would do if I didn't have constraints. So I think that's where we start with in the planning is, okay, you know, in the big picture, we want to think wide. So we're making sure we're thinking outside the box. But of course, in the planning stage, we need to be realistic of the time that we have, the money we have, and the situation we're in, the circumstances we're in. So to take that down and not to take on too much, because a lot of times we get too ambitious in our planning and we pick too many things we want to focus on and then we, you know, we lose them all. But if we can just pick a few things, and a lot of times when I've walked parents through that process, a few things really come to the top. And those are the things to focus on because we're going to be regrouping often, you know, as parents, we're going to regroup often. So we don't have to pick everything right now. We just need to pick the most important things. And so Like in my own parenting, at one point, I really felt that my son, one of my sons, who was pretty intellectual, he was starting to go through some questioning of his faith and trying to figure out what he really believed. And he was like that early high school years. And and some of the um, answers he was hearing from Christian perspectives were just coming up short for him because he was just kind of, he had that real inquisitive mind, very intellectual, kind of wanted to understand. And so... I started trying to think of what would help him in that. And from that big self-awareness, I was able to think that through. And then I thought, well, it'd be really nice if he could go to some sort of conference or something that would help him to process, you know, with some great think Christian thinkers. And, you know, when I first thought of that, it seemed like, you know, like, oh, yeah, that would be nice. But once I started looking at that, I started, I did a search online of like apologetic conferences that were anywhere close to me. And then I found one that wasn't very far away that wouldn't, wouldn't take very long, didn't take very much money. He could drive, you know, that my husband actually drove, drove him there. So, and that was another piece that I put together from the awareness is I felt like he and my husband needed more time together. So from that, we kind of combined those two and gave them a little mini weekend trip out of town within driving distance to an apologetics conference, which turned out to be a huge step in his Christian growth. And so I would never have come up with that plan if I wouldn't have thought, well, what what would I do if I had no constraints? And then be able to take that down. It's like, okay, well, I do have constraints, but what could that look like? And especially even being able to combine some of those things, like combine the time with his dad to with the apologetics conference when we start looking at, okay, what what do they need? Sometimes those solutions are not nearly as complicated as we try to make them. 
Oh, that's good. It's so true because I do think sometimes we get almost like a defeated mindset going into it being like, well, it would be great, but, but like you said that there are always possibilities if, if we keep an open mind. And I'm sure even if we pray over that awareness and ask God to point us and guide us and show us the right things, you know, I mean, we all know that he's, he's an amazing God and he has no limitations. So he is, yeah. And, and that is to- so true. And I think there's, there's two pieces to that. One thing when we've gone through that awareness process, sometimes we'll search for something to find a direction we can help our kids in and we don't find anything. And so you come up dry and, but having gone through that process makes you aware of opportunities so that when they do pop up, you recognize them because you might not find them in the moment when you're looking for them, but then you have your awareness open. And with, when you add that prayer piece, sometimes it's just amazing the opportunities that open up. I know. I also had an opportunity, a situation with um, one of my kids where he loved travel and he um, really wanted to visit an Asian country. And I was, I was like, that's impossible. How's that going to work? And I definitely wanted him to be involved in a program that would encourage him with his Christian walk. And I did a search online. I couldn't find anything. And so I was feeling kind of frustrated, but I, um, couple of weeks later, my other son's friend walked in the door and he's like, Hey, I'm involved in this group that is organizing a mission, a short-term missions to Japan. I feel like it was just God <laughs> just happened. You know, it, it, from the outside, it just happened that this kid who didn't usually come over to our house just happened to mention that. But having the awareness where I was looking for something and also the prayer of, you know, asking God to send things in our direction really can be powerful. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, and you know, in being a parent for 16 years that I've been a parent, I know that planning sometimes can be a little overwhelming, but it's, you know, doable. It's the follow through sometimes that that can be difficult. So talk to us about that because that is the the third step that you mentioned in the process, awareness planning and then the follow through because I think that that is where, you know, when we might be really motivated <laughs> when we're doing this planning process. But then when it's like a busy day or we need to actually execute on it, it can be a little bit harder to do. So what tips do you have for us? Talk to us a little bit about the follow-through piece. Well, I totally agree with you on that. I think the follow-through is sometimes the hardest part of the process. And I also think it is why when we fail and follow through, why we are discouraged and we don't do the planning because we think, what's the point of doing the planning? I'm not actually going to follow through. So actually something that we talked about a little earlier, I think is one of the biggest pieces in follow through. And that is the regrouping time. If you don't have the regrouping time, then you are going to lose your motivation and you're going to even forget, you know, you can spend a good time figuring out your plan, but if you're not regularly referring to that plan, then, you know, you'll find that piece of paper, you know, in your journal, you know, six months later and like, oh gosh, I didn't even, I didn't even remember (laughs) that this is what I was shooting for. So to have a way to regularly bring those goals or plans to have, you know, measurable time, actionable type plans and to find some way that works in, in you. Some people like the paper, you know, actually having a hard copy paper planning some people like the electronic. I'm really into my, you know, I do everything through my calendar that I have on the computer. But to find whatever system works to regularly get those goals in front of your face, in front of your eyes, and even make that part of your, you know, time with God. And to, you know, maybe that's a once a week thing for you. But 
it's just like budgeting with, you know, when you make a financial budget, you know, sometimes people spend a lot of time putting together a financial budget. But if you're not looking at it daily and using that budget to make your daily daily decisions, then there's no point in having a budget because that's that is the point is for it to to guide you through your daily decisions. So I mean, some people put it on their mirror in the bathroom so that they look at it. The problem is if you put it in the same place too long, a lot of times that just becomes part of the bathroom and you don't right. Really you don't see it anymore. <laughs> right. Yeah. You don't see it anymore. So that's where the regrouping comes in. So you you have to refresh it when it becomes stale. You have to refresh it. And so to realize when you are not seeing that note on the mirror anymore, because it's been there so long and it's said the same words for too long, then that's probably a time when those goals are not being powerful to you anymore. And so it's time to have that regrouping time, that course correction, where you are able to, it's a process of recommitting to them regularly. Mm, That's so good. And it's so true. Like, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, because I put all of my goals, whether it be for parenting or for my career or whatever it is, all goes into a software that I use. It's a project management software called Asana. So it automatically links onto my calendar and when I'm planning my day, when I'm planning my week. But I do go through those seasons where sometimes I just move the date on things and I no longer... Like it has no meaning anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I think all of us do that. And I think if we will tie that in our minds to, oh, if I catch myself doing that, then that means it's been too long since I've had a regrouping session and I need to to schedule that in somewhere. Now, the last question I have for you, Teresa, which this information has been so incredibly great, but I am thinking about those of us with preteens or teens at what point do we bring them into this process? Because I could be planning all of this stuff and have the best of intentions and a system in place for the follow through. And then my kids are like, what are you doing? (laughs) This is is ridiculous. And I am not that person. And I feel like you're forcing something on me or like, so talk to us a little bit about that follow through piece and bringing our kids along. Definitely. Well, I think it's really important in that self-awareness stage to ask yourself questions about your kids, like we mentioned before. And if you don't know the answers to those questions, to check in with your kids, like, what are you excited about right now? What is your interest? You know, would you be interested in doing this or just to get, you know, a pulse on where they're at? So I, I definitely think that they should be a part of that process, even really you know, from very early age in talking to them, you know, like we might have the goal for them to start baseball in kindergarten and they have no desire whatsoever to play baseball. So to really, to be in communication with your kid throughout the process. Now there are going to be some goals that they are not necessarily going to be aboard with that we know are important for them. So there's kind of those two kinds. There's one of those goals that are their interest driven. And then there's other kind of goals that are more character driven. That might be something that we know are important, but they might not know is important. But even on those things, we need to to make it as pleasant as possible and <laughs> their personality. So, I mean, obviously, if if we can find some way to sweeten what they need, that's a better way to do it. So I think in part of that awareness is asking ourselves, okay, where are kids at? Where am I likely to get some kickback from them? Is there any way that I can get around that kickback? Or, you know, what would motivate them? So there's sometimes, you know, we go through parts in our kids' lives. We go through some really hard times. And I, I coach a lot of parents that are in those hard times where our kids and our kids and our goals are not the same. They have two very different goals. Their goal might be 
to have fun and have lots of friends and could care less about school or about their character at the current time. I mean, they go through stages like that. And so it's important to, yes, work with them on, especially things that have to do with their interest and their dreams, but also to still keep those things in mind that they might, they might fight us on. And that's where we can get really creative to try to make it something that they can get on board with. There was a time when um, my kids were in high school and, and some of them were pretty anxious to be independent. And they felt like, you know, they were 15 and they really didn't need any more parenting from their parents anymore because they knew <laughs> about life. And so one thing that we did is we came up with this idea of this future fund which what we did is we took, we gave them a list, like a menu of things that they could do now that were things like character things, things that were harder, maybe to read a particular book that might be stretching to their faith or to take on some sort of additional responsibility around the house, something that we felt like would be good for them. And then we gave a, a money reward for doing those things. Because we knew right now in their stage of life, they were not at a place where they were going to be internally motivated. But we also knew that those things would be good for them. So we tied it at the time, this was motivating for them, but it would depend on your kid, whether they're future oriented or not. And we're like, as you do each of these things, you know, it's your choice whether you want to do them. And we feel like these things will help prepare you to be independent. And in addition to that, when you do these things, we will put money into a, what we call the future fund that will be given to you when you move out of the house. So it was a way for them to invest in their future in two different ways and motivate them, even though we were motivated in in different ways at that time. I love that idea. That idea is so brilliant. Well, thank you. It, it was very helpful for them at that time. And I feel like a lot of kids can get behind wanting, wanting to have that independence and wanting to find a way to get away from their parents sometimes. So knowing that they had money that set aside when they were ready to move out and get their own apartment, that it would be sitting there waiting for them, that was motivating for them. Yeah. And I mean, I could even see, you know, using that fund for, for other things too, if they, you know, whatever it is that they're motivated by. Definitely. Um, but I definitely like that because it gives them the choice and it gives them feeling like they have a little bit more control over the situation. Definitely. Yes. Which is amazing. I love that. Well, Teresa, all of these, these tips and all of this information that you have been sharing has been so incredibly helpful. I know it's going to bless so many people as they're listening to this. Any parting thoughts, any lasting things that we didn't necessarily cover when it comes to intentional parenting that you feel like is imperative for any moms listening to this right now that they take away? I think I just want to leave. I just think it's so easy to get discouraged in parenting. And so I just, I think it's so important to remember that no matter what regrets you have about the past and no matter where, what stage you are in parenting and no matter how many times you've set goals and not succeeded in them. It's never too late and there is always hope. And so just to hang on to that hope, even if your your kids are in a really bad spot right now and they are fighting you every step of the way, you can still be intentional in your parenting because you have control over what you what you do, what you're responsible be. And sometimes that intentional parenting might be, you know, hey, I'm I'm going to relate to my child differently when he's disrespectful to me, or I'm going to work on the way I respond when I get angry. So no matter what it is, it's never too late. And no matter what kind of situation you're in with your kids, just 
taking that time to regroup and starting with that, just that small step, just to start somewhere so that you don't feel like you're just being swept along by life. And you're, it gives you a little, a little bit of control over at least how you handle the situation. And when you take those small steps, they can have a huge dividends in your kids. Amen. Amen. Such a good, good message there. Now, Teresa, if people want to work with you or they want to learn more about you, where's the best place for them to connect? And the best place to connect is probably my website, TeresaViningCoaching.com. And I also have a Facebook group, which is also called Teresa Vining Coaching. That's actually a Facebook page. And then if you particularly have teens and 20s, I have a group specifically for parents of teens and 20s on Facebook. And it's called The Launch and Beyond, Parenting the Teens and 20s with Joy and Grace. And I made that group specifically for because a lot of times those teen years and those launching years, those because I, I think of really your kid's whole high school experience is part of the launch process. Some people think of it just as that moment that they leave home, but really you are preparing them for launch way before that first. And it's kind of a gradual process. And a lot of parents are also really struggling with those early early 20 years where kids are trying to find their footing, might make me have made some mistakes that they're really struggling with. So I made that Facebook group specifically for those, those parents. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I'm just so excited that you are offering all of these things and that God is really using you to bless other people with the gifts that he's given you. And a big part of that is your life experience. And so I'm just so grateful that he's using you in the way that he is and that you are being obedient to to be serving the community in that way. So thank you so much for everything that you do. And thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your brilliance with everybody. Thank you, Jenny. I really appreciate having the opportunity. Hey, just because the episode's over doesn't mean we have to stop hanging out. Head on over to Instagram and follow me there. You can find me at your.life.rocks. Or if you're more of a Facebook kind of girl, join our community of working Christian moms just like you. You can search Your Life Rocks over on Facebook and connect with us there. And if you're ready to truly create lasting balance and get results in your life, maybe it's time for you to join Life Balance Membership. Download the Your Life Rocks app in iTunes or in Google Play. You can upgrade to the membership right inside the app. And if you're looking for more resources to help you create more balance, head on over to yourliferocks.com.